This is the DLR Cast, the essential podcast for fans of Diamond David Lee Roth. Straight up live from the Rhythm Kitchen, you've got the only organic biodegradable David Lee Roth podcast by and for fans of Diamond Dave. I'm Steve Long, as always, with my great friend and cohort from the East Coast, Darren Paltrowitz. Long time no see, Darren. How are you? Yeah, this is the first episode that we're putting together of July. So uh, we are sweating three, four times a day here, uh, sweating and unsweating. What about you? It's, uh, the, the same here. Sweating out, uh, you know, all those all those various toxins and toxic things and everything. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, look look for the good in climate change, basically, right? When you say toxic things, are you talking about David Lee Roth's latest video content? <laughs> The master of the segues and the transitions, Darren Paltrowitz, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where do we begin? I suppose we should work backwards because there were a couple cool things that happened as far as his post. Once again, I guess we can try to decipher some of this stuff. Today's in particular was just a compl- another one of these what the fuck, whose idea, what does this mean moments. So I've got some theories here that I've not seen other people write about that we haven't talked about off air about some of this content. All right, so let's talk about some, well, we're gonna talk about the content. Today was this bizarre, was it uh, bizarre vote for Pedro video. said vote yeah. for Pedro with what? A, a, it's not barely the a song, minute or so. The song from Napoleon Dynamite, the Jamiroquai song. Right, right, Jamiroquai, yeah. Which was posted yesterday, but had a copyright <laughs> strike on the music. Yes. So the audio was silenced. I mean, this yeah. is like amateur hour as far as, man, I hate to be so cruel, but, you know, we have an easier time putting up our podcast. We do. And then that was accompanied by the hashtags where Dave is back to hashtagging the biggest artists in particular genres, again, who have nothing to do with that song, because that is a Jamiroquai song. Yeah, exactly. From 1997 or something like that. Exactly. Jamiroquai internationally one of the biggest bands of all time here in the States, a one to two hit kind of band, major hits. Oh but- yeah, I, I can tell you from, from working for Sony right in that moment, it was a big struggle to get that record as big as everybody thought it should be because it was that debut record. That guy's amazingly talented and yeah. it's a great song. Here's the thing about that video, that footage of him dancing, unlike some of the other recent videos, looks several years old. You were correct, sir. So one of my theories here, and we did not reverse this, is I believe through talking to some people and analytically thinking that these dance videos are old, that they were filmed in a cluster, meaning he's slowly been releasing them. And the latest video one where he's just on camera talking, the spit one, which we can talk a little bit about, I believe that is old as well. And I have a couple of reasons why I believe that. But I think that Dave has been stockpiling content over the past few years. Well, the thing is, you look at the background, and of course, the clothes are a bit of a giveaway too. This one at the overalls, um, a couple weeks back, and I want to return to this portion of it, but I actually love the video he put out for uh, the, the cover song Made Up My Mind, which mm-hmm. was uh, first heard on the, uh, the the Savoy Brown song, was first heard on the Diamond Dave cover record, which was his last to this date solo album yeah. as of this date. And that one had the paintings in the background. The, you know, the, it was darker, had the big, huge paintings up there in the back. And he's 
dressed more in more formal attire and looking cool. And you can also tell a little bit from the hair, I think, as well. It looks newer, let's say, if not recorded this year within the last year or two. So, yeah, puzzling. Well, what I'm getting at, it's not like when he's putting up a new thing, it's because that's the last thing he's done. Right. There, there is there's a weird timeline going on. And <laughs> when I've talked about some of these uh, Roth show episodes that are audio only and these bumpers that are in there about the Dave TV, uh, those are things that I believe are from the late 90s website thing that he used to do on davidleeroth.com right. that Slaughterhouse right. was producing. So <laughs> there's a weird archive of stuff. We've talked about how the Roth show, when it was the video show, in the background, Giddy Up just appeared as an instrumental. And that was five, six years before he properly released the song. Right, right. So just to review a bit as far as basically since we last had an episode, you know, we're now mid-July. I think we did one uh, early last month. So just looking back a few weeks, three weeks ago, we had the Made Up My Mind video, as I mentioned. Uh, and then after that, two weeks ago, he did an all 35 second video with Just Like Paradise with him hunting a sculpted squirrel in, in what looked to be his backyard. By the way, man, the grounds of his house and his house as we've seen and his house have, as we have seen, which has got to be where I know the, all, where all these things have been shot from No Holds Barbecue to yes. the present day. Gorgeous, man. Glorious looking place. Right. Um, so there was that squirrel hunting video, the squirrel sculpture. And then just think riddle me this one batman two we almost two weeks ago he posts the youtube a youtube documentary the road to the us festival no introduction nothing just boom the youtube festival uh the us festival a 24 25 minute documentary of him at the us festival can't mm -hmm. figure that one out uh then right after that in this past week alone and we're talking what july 13th we got the roth show and now a word about spit yeah, here, which is just him, right, with the palm tree, the tr leaves in the background, which looks as you were talking about, uh, several years old from whatever you know, the second edition of the Raw show, yeah. uh, and then another mysterious one, a, uh, a minute's worth two days ago, something called the ADT Tiki Bunker Remix High Security Version, which yeah. was I now can't remember the song, but it was all footage from No Holds Barbecue. Correct. And then a day a day ago, 19,000 views to date, which is odd considering, well, the Road to the Us Festival got 97,000 views. Yeah. The squirrel hunting video got 23,000. Made up, and this is up on YouTube, made up my mind three weeks ago, 117,000 views. He's pulling in some audience. No one seems to give a shit so far about the ADD, ADT Tiki right. Bunker remix high security version. And then the weird minute 10 version of his, him dancing, uh, in the overalls, the with Vote for Pedro on the Jamiroquai song just yesterday, uh, almost 20,000 views. I I can't. So there's your rundown of the last two weeks, folks. If you've missed any of this stuff, um, it's, as mis it's as mystifying to us as could be. Now, this drives me nuts because of the lack of quality control. Yeah, but when... Are you watching the TV show The Bear right now? Oh, funny you should mention that, man. I, after hearing everybody and seeing everybody, people I know and trust, and just, you know, something is just in the zeitgeist, whether you're looking for it or not, you suddenly realize a bunch of friends are posting about it. You're like, what the hell? And then you realize, you know, you're reading reviews and it just pops up in your pop culture 
transom your feet if you will i dove into it last week season one dude i am hooked that guy who plays the bear man he looks exhausted he i am in love with that show i'm four episodes in the first two episodes are unlike anything i've ever seen my fiance was like i this is too intense what the hell is going on here well relevant to this podcast and i'm not giving away any plot points there's an episode in season two where there's a clear as day van halen reference There is a quote about Van Halen that is said twice in the episode about Van Halen. It is actually saying the name Van Halen in this episode. So I say the bear, which is one of the coolest American TV shows right now, talks about Van Halen. Cobra Kai, the six months or so ago, has the full Unchained song in there. (laughs) So Dave is spending his time dancing to Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Not doing anything about this bear usage, the Cobra Kai usage, their song be jump being in Rocket League, et cetera, et cetera. Not, not Ultimate Classic Rock doing a look at the Diamond Dave album. No, what's more important is you hugging a squirrel statue in your yard. That's the best look possible. <laughs> so that's what drives me nuts with all this. This bear reference. <laughs> is and and i'm not spoiling anything plot wise but the replacements also get a shout out or two in this current season so whoever's picking the music for the bear is one of us i i really do believe (laughs) they're one of us if they're singling out van halen and the replacements like that and so all these things are happening where the right people with the right power go, we love Van Halen. And Van Halen continues to do nothing about it. Right, right. Which which is probably a good transition, segue, whatever, to Michael Anthony's recent interview with Eddie Trunk and uh, uh, the, yeah. the guy, uh, uh, forgive me, the other guys from that metal show. He's got a podcast now. Yeah. And nothing really new. Um you know, a couple interesting stories there from Michael Anthony playing it cool. Uh, told a funny story, which I think I had heard before about Dave in a straitjacket naked, yes. um, basically going nuts. Didn't sl- you know, he never, doesn't really slag Dave too much. And he certainly, I, the, what came out of that was the fact that for no other reason other than the fact that he wants to be ready, he's basically learning to play every single, relearning, rehearsing, practicing every single Van Halen song just in case a tribute comes about by the way it's it's not going to happen <laughs> well, i do <laughs> Hate have to break to it to you that michael anthony was as nice as possible absolutely picked up one quote that blabbermouth and those sites ran with that is dave is a, is bipolar that's the quote that they used for the yeah. fading thing but i i've heard from people and i you know this is not a libelous statement people said he actually you know does suffer from from that kidding or not that he does have his problems that a lot of people do and it's totally normal but that was unfortunately the headline that made it around and that he's ready for the tribute show when that happens and he didn't have negative things to say about eddie or anything like that he kept it totally nice and some of those questions we're more than familiar with. Are you going to write a book? What's going on with the hot sauce? Um, you know, at the very end, he teased, which I kind of thought was kind of funny. We're going to do some, you know, there's going to be some cool stuff happening next year. Is it Van Halen related? We're working on some, is it Van Halen related? He was kind of, a, it sounded to me like he was talking about some sort of Van Halen thing or something. But 
how is it going to be different than anything he's already doing with Sammy Hagar in the circle? When he meant they, he meant him and Sammy. Yeah, all but, agreed. But what what's really going to be different about it? You know, are they going to play the entire OU812 record from front to back? No. You know, I mean, is it, it's and I'm not dissing Sammy. He's got a good thing going. He still draws on tour. He still sounds good. He's got yeah. a long career to pick from. You know, the circle thing is pretty successful. Um, you know, like a lot of bands, it's it's kind of doing it. You know, it's almost like, what is it? Kings of Chaos or some of the other all star yeah. cover band sort of thing, which works. Bravo. Personally, we we've always kind of dovetailing the things that we wish they were doing was doing. I mean, there's so many cool things he could be doing similar to but not copying but making as his own and could have done it far sooner than what sammy um does and has been doing so would you uh mind if i give you another little theory of mine yes give it stew content okay (laughs) the spitting video all the way through or off after a minute even though it was only seven minutes and 22 seconds i couldn't do it and a lot of times you know it comes up in my podcast player and it's audio for me and then the video is coming later. So I, but this one, I did not make it through. Okay. Well, the reason that I believe it is an old video is he doesn't have the gold tooth in there. The gold ah. tooth is a permanent fixture. At least I could not see the gold tooth. But then he says something like, we were at the Electric Daisy. We were at EDC recently and blah, 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 blah. EDC was pre-pandemic. Electric Daisy Carnival or something, exactly. right? It's a big EDM thing. Yes, it was at the Vegas uh, grounds where that's the night. That's where the hotel video was shot, right? Exactly. And so he makes reference in that video to go, and there was this this beautiful woman that we interviewed, and it was all 14 seconds of blah, blah, blah. Okay, so unless he went to EDC a second time with a camera crew, that is the one time that this was filmed. And also, it would be pretty insensitive to be talking about spitting as a good thing in the wake of COVID, <laughs> in the midst of yeah. COVID all that so i have to think that this is quote an old gem so that we aren't really seeing recent dave on camera stuff that these videos of him dancing i think are old yeah some of them definitely do look newer like the one from made up my mind he's really dressed to the nines he's got on to the left of him uh on the screen is one of the video of one of the big lithographs it looks like one of the paints came out on the same time um where dave Put up that controversy that he designed the frankenstein guitar whatever it was you know all that so there's some really cool one of the other ones was from one of the cartoons you know it looks like it's all shot in one of those big you know in that big room um i i should go back and look lord knows i've watched it so many times but the vote for pedro dance footage looks like it could have been synced up from the 100 rides on the 50 rides on the love train <laughs> you know? um, so overalls the hat the page boy cap whatever yeah, that was his phase with the overalls. He hasn't been doing the overall thing as much lately, but somebody told me that he had the concept for the uh, cane falling down thing years ago. Mm, so right. that's why I don't think Dave can hold on to an idea for years. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has to get it out of him. So that's why uh, I think that this is old content it's new to us old to him i don't understand the full methodology of i'm going to put out a dance video every 10 days and not say what it is but okay i'll tell you the other day it's interesting you mentioned that because i agree a lot of this stuff has to be old because not 
uh, about a couple days ago, YouTube decided to send me in their algorithms. Oh, this guy looks for David Lee Roth. Let's send him. Uh, let's send him. Uh, let's send him jump from that Home Depot concert. If you watch that, besides not sounding very good, I mean, whatever. He's you know he hasn't been singing much. I mean, I'll give him this on all those Van Halen covers that were recorded whenever they were at Hutton Studio. His voice sounds fine. It sounds okay. That one Home Depot thing did not sound. But the thing was he. He just is really looking his age in that video. And yeah. he's hardly moving, man. I'm not expecting him to do jumps and spins, but he's kind of doing the hand things and just kind of like smiling and just moving a little bit. But it was like, man, yeah. he's I know he's gonna be 70 next October, but still it's just it's note. I'm like, and I realize I'm like, okay, is he how old are these dance videos? Cause and I grant I did not see that whole Home Depot concert, but at least for jump, the footage I saw some of that. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of hoofing going on. No, in his Joe Rogan interview, the second one, the 2021 one, I guess, from the pandemic when he went to visit Joe at, I'm guessing, in Austin, that new compound, the newer studio. He was talking about the number of surgeries he'd had on his shoulder, I think, yeah. ease, et cetera. Those are not the foot moves you'd be making if you you were sensitive about your knees and ankles and all that kind of stuff, unless that's his physical therapy, but I'm not holding out for that. But, <laughs> but, but get this now, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody told me that, Oh yeah, my friend's giving Dave guitar lessons. So Dave is taking guitar lessons. Dave is doing music right now. That's the, that's where this is ultra, ultra confusing. Yeah. He's, he is making stuff. He is creating stuff. It's just, I don't know. Do we get what he's been working on now in six years? Exactly. Exactly. I, we always say it. I just think there's no rhyme or reason because it's just, he's so mercurial and just so by the moment, I think. And I mean, I just wonder though, especially this particular week, I mean, you know, is he going into somebody and going, Hey, I'm going to email you. I'm going to I'm going to airdrop you the uh, this vote for Pedro thing. Put it up. Put just put it up, would you? And then it's like boom. That's is it that's for the moment. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. That he remembers things he's done and goes, "Hey, did we ever do that? Uh, put it out." And that's the decisions of putting things in the background. I I'd ask somebody about Giddy Up being in the background of the Roth Show episode when it was an unreleased song. And I said, did they go through the archives and go through them? They're like, they said, no, Dave would never go for that. He chose it. So he knows everything that's done or that he's right. done. I'm just guessing this is a 3 a.m. Hey, did I ever do that? No? Okay. SOS, we're doing that. But I've got a part two theory here. Now, yeah. he mentions during the spitting video which, yes, I did watch the whole thing twice. First to make sure, uh, first just to watch it. Second time to show it to my wife to see if she was horrified like <laughs> I was because this this isn't my, my theory here. But the part where he talks about the woman who had the same haircut as him, you go, so she had gray peach fuzz? Or does he in his head still think he has long blonde locks? I have no idea what he's <laughs> thinking on that end and that this woman in her 20s would be wanting to make out with him. I have no idea what he's talking about with any of that. But he's saying we were interviewing her because we were interviewing people at the festival. So that leads me to think Dave 
was going to be changing the format of the Roth show that hmm. because they never interviewed anybody before on that show. They never spoke to people. I think that it was going to become a travel show. It's it, OK. This is interesting. I think that was a long and germination idea. I'll tell you why, because do you remember and it was before 2021, several years ago, there was footage. Was it he uploaded? It was somewhere, but it was footage of him going to some professional bull riding thing. I remember the sumo wrestling one. I don't remember. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it was and it was like it looked like it was kind of professionally shot and he's chatting about stuff and they're kind of getting his reaction to this stuff. And it was like, all right, well, hey, if that's you know, if he's into that, do you know what I mean? So it's like I wonder if there was some sort of you know, was it something maybe he was pitching? I mean, a travel show with Dave would be fucking amazing. I mean, when you think of it, think of it. happened first. That's the problem. <laughs> that exactly. But listen, 20 years ago, he could have been Anthony Bourdain before Anthony Bourdain. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He could talk to any. Well, not he can talk at anybody, I should say. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> I wonder if how far some of these things get where there's just a pro a production company and or there you know it might come close but it's just like how do we rein this in how do we you know he wants full creative control but we, we're not going to bankroll that I, I just i don't know i mean it's amazing to me that he got that close to making a movie uh well, that there was that kind of discipline back then you know he ultimately did he is super disciplined that's the thing the guy reads reads 10 books a week he freaking masters martial arts he's probably speaks more languages than we know he's, yes. you know what i'm saying the guy is a true fucking renaissance man which is why we do this podcast because it is super interesting if not annoyingly confusing and mysterious all at the same time but yeah that's the thing when it comes to stuff like this the discipline the the plan let's say the plan is there is no plan unless this is the plan you know what i mean so it absolutely drives me insane to repeat myself here knowing that he had some kind of concept in place for these interviews and for filming stuff professionally, because we do see Tom with the boom mic when he's outside the, the fans door that he knocks on. So there was some kind of a cool concept there. We know that that was happening and we don't get that, but we get him foot shuffling to Napoleon dynamite and hugging a squirrel and that's like what he thinks is worth putting out. Not these ideas that actually seem pretty cool on paper. Now, would listening to Dave lecture a chef about cooking be the best? No, but with the right editor, they could choose the best seven minutes out of the two and a half hours of him talking. At a time where, especially the last five years, and as we keep going, as time goes on, at a time where there is no better time to create, release, control, and monetize your very own content. Yeah. It's this slipshod, half here, half there, who knows sort of thing. It frustrates me, and I bring this up all the time. As a, as, a, as a marketing guy, as a creative guy, as somebody who you know would kill to have that sort of platform and, yeah. to, and who loves to create things and loves to like kind of build something from a website to a podcast, something where it's like, okay, let's get all these pieces together and now let's go. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, just throw some at the dartboard. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So let's say you love 
the songs he did with John Five, the ones that have come out. It's not grouped together as an EP or playlist. Let's say you love all these Van Halen re-records. Uh, let's say you're absolutely insane and should be committed and love those re-records. They're not together on a playlist. So you'd have to one by one add them to a playlist. Let's say you love these dances. They're not together on a playlist so you can watch more than one at a time. Let's say you love his show. I'm not convinced that all of it is on the same correct podcast feed of these things. <laughs> right, right. So it's, oh man, I, I'm running out of synonyms for infuriating and confusing. You go like, what's going on here? Th again, there's no question about the talent or the intellect. No. And I say this all the time. And thank you to our our fans from around the globe for putting up with us and putting up with us. But what's my refrain? The lost and missed opportunities. What do I always start with? How the fuck was there never a skyscraper, eat them and smile home DVD, uh, yeah. home video, home VHS copies? Do you know how many copies kids sold of Animalize, for God's sakes? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that got aired on MTV or whatever. I mean, Van Halen, Live Without a Net. Do you know how much that sold? Jesus. Well, I didn't realize until I watched that excellent two-part documentary that he reposted to YouTube about the Road to the U.S. Festival. Is it, by the way, do you say Us Festival or U.S. I say Festival? I say Us Festival. I'll, okay, I'll go with the Us Festival. I know that one way is deemed wrong, but I forget which way is deemed wrong. <laughs> but I forget that they actually filmed it professionally and recorded it professionally for Showtime to air. Right, yeah, I forgot well, about that too. So why was that never properly released as a home video? Why was that never reissued as a live? Um, okay, yes, Dave was pretty drunk and flubbed a few things. So you cut out three songs. Well, and that, there was a couple, let's let's dig into that for a little bit. Whose idea was that? I mean, whoever made this video, did they, the YouTube documentary, did they even know that the lead singer of the band that was on stage that day at the US Festival was suddenly going to drop it into his feed? I, the... Oh man! I mean, who has the rights for that? I mean, the fact that you know it's not pulled down yet um, was surprising. How that just pops up there, no rhyme or reason. It's not on the. It was was it not. It wasn't on the anniversary of the show, was it? No, it, I think it got posted. Then it got pulled suddenly. Then it he did. said in postings that it was on the desk of Alex Van Halen to be evaluated. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about the just Dave posting it to his feed. A week, two weeks ago. So but, Dave's saying it's tricky. I started to cut you off here. I think it's somehow linked off of Dave's channel, but you're playing it off the original. Right, it's a but, playlist thing that it looks like you're on Dave's channel, but you're actually on the original video of it. Well, he's, well, I mean, if he's uploading an actual video to his YouTube channel, that video is there. It's, it's you're uploading one file. I don't think he did. I think he it's a redirect. Hmm. Uh, well, okay, filibuster and I will uh I will I was just pulling it up myself. But and but here's the thing, in the show notes, it's funny, it says Alan Barry edited, wrote voiceover and taped and and produced, subscribed to this channel at at the tapes archive, the tapes archive on YouTube. But then all the all the credits, uh the social media credits all go to Dave. Fascinating that this went up there. So he he must have got the rights to this guy Alan Barry. 
So I thought, and I'm trying to click onto it right now, that when you look at the copy and you actually click on it, for all we know, they pulled it and then they re-uploaded it because that would not be any kind of a shocker. But when I'd previously gone to it and clicked on it, it led to the at the tapes archive. Okay, right. But, and if you go to the at, if you go to the at the tapes archive, this channel is amazing. There's from two weeks ago, the Van Halen 1984 documentary trail, a five-part fan-made miniseries. It's amazing stuff there. Van Halen 1984 documentary trail, Ronnie James Dio, the Sacred Heart interview, 1985. Eddie Van Halen, Cheech Marin. Van Hey Man from 1985, uh, Tony Iommi, the Born Again interview from 84, Steve Vai, the Eat Him and Smile interview, posted okay, nine so months ago. Right. There's some great content on this channel. You're right about that. And then you're right that it went over to Dave's channel. It migrated. Originally, yeah. I'm pretty damn sure the copy was different where it had hyperlinks to it. You click on it and it went to the tape's archive. So it was taken off somehow or yeah, re see, redirected I, when i got the alert i checked out on my i watch it on youtube through the the alert that youtube sent me from dave's channel watching it as a david lee roth video you know the late the newest video from his from his channel on youtube well anyway uh i guess dave acquired it uh if he did we will never find out because However, he would have acquired it. There would be an NDA involved. Right. Well, uh, this is this channel's fascinating, man. Check it out a little bit. The Tapes Archive is a podcast that presents never-before-heard interviews uh, from notable musicians, acts, comedians, other iconic people. These interviews took place during the 80s and 90s, and it looks like they're all pretty much radio and TV interviews. The audio, there's, I, I, dude, I'm, I can, oh man, I can fall down the rabbit hole here. There's some amazing Joey Ramone, for goodness sakes, from '88. I mean, there's yeah. there's some very short stuff, short tapes. This is Axl Rose, the 1987 interview. Oh my God, I, this guy should have 200,000 subscribers. Well, bless anybody who is pre preserving the legacies of the bands that we love that are not doing anything to preserve <laughs> or hide things. You know, there's there's content from Ozzy on this tapes archive YouTube channel and. There's certain eras of Ozzy that's really impossible to find anything of note. All the Jakey e. Lee stuff is kind of buried. All the Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslake stuff is kind of buried. Randy Rhodes, we, and this is something I've talked about with one of our listeners, Eric Stangeland, who knows a lot about Ozzy and Randy Rhodes. Supposedly there are Randy Rhodes things we've never seen that Sharon Osbourne has blocked us from seeing. Why? Who knows? Maybe she's waiting for the Brinks truck to back up. But certain artists that we love, you know, we have to rely on the fans to give us the best stuff. And unfortunately, Van Halen is still that case. So I've I've a, a dumb question for you. This tapes archive docu series that Alan Berry put together. I've only seen the first two parts of it, and the trailer was it about it being a five part series. Did they? redo it or there's still three parts to come well is it well is this thing even is this thing part of it well the us festival thing looks like it was a separate us festival documentary which i don't see in his channel here this other thing is this other thing is the van Halen 1984 documentary uh a five-part uh fan-made mini uh, five-part fan-made miniseries so the trailer's already got a hundred uh 
Yeah, it's just a documentary trailer. Five part family miniseries came. They, the trailer went up uh, two months ago. So crazy that as there's more coming if Dave says so. Right. Maybe Dave will amplify that. Oh, I wouldn't hold my breath for that. But I'm I give kudos to Dave for for shouting out this this documentary because Dave isn't known to be a big fan of things that reveal how the sausage gets made, how the magic trick is done. And so for them as part of this documentary to reveal that that backstage footage was actually filmed in the studio for them to admit that behind the scenes that they were trying to manipulate stuff related to the clash. Okay. Check this out for two and a half weeks, et cetera. We got to find this tape archives guy. He would make a great guest. If you go to his Facebook page back on June 3rd, there's lots of Van Halen stuff on here. Some of it I've seen from other websites, different things. June 30th, thanks to Diamond David Lee Roth, my videos are back up. And it's a video to Building 5150 Studios, the Van Halen 1984 documentary, episode one. Underneath that, the Road to the Us Festival, Van Halen 1984 documentary, episode two. And then somebody posted, it says a week ago, I can't watch the first episode, it says I don't have permission. And then he's posting, wow. Here's June 14th. Here's a quick update on the status of my Van Halen documentary. The videos are now in the hands of the mighty Alex Van Halen. If any has, anyone has contact with him, please let him know if you want to see my doc. I will give you all the details soon. This guy's name is Alan. Holy, this dude, this is amazing. Alan Berry had reached out to us maybe six months or so ago about the Steve Vai documentary that he'd put together, and that was spectacular. Well, I hello, watched- Alan. <laughs> yeah, Alan is... He, I wouldn't say he's one of us. He's better than us. He, Alan is one of the people keeping all these legacies alive in the best of ways, in favorable ways. And it, there were facts in the Van Halen documentary they put together, the part one that I didn't know before. I didn't know all the stuff about the Dweezil Zappa song. Um, one thing that we talked about on this documentary, he corrected, uh, what, that we talked about on this podcast, he corrected within the documentary. When... I had said that I'd never heard Edward Van Halen called Vard before until Dave did that mention on that. I didn't realize that he had tracked some of that Dweezil Zappa single under the Vards. So that was a, a fun fact. Wow. Yeah, this is, where is this guy getting? This is pretty amazing. Pretty yes, amazing. That's the stuff that gives me hope, not the, <laughs> unfortunately. It's going to have to come from the fans. And I, and I got to believe this. There's, there's, it, it, I don't want to be morbid or anything, but the day after Dave passes, well, I believe, I think he, you know, there might be some sort of elixir coming down the pike from some jungle in New Guinea that might keep him around for another 40 years. Yeah. The day the inevitable happens, the floodgates are going to go open. I don't know, if, because who's going to be mined in the store? His sister's? Right. perpetually in a vault, you know, contractually, maybe some, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about NDAs or, or will be gone stories galore. A couple of unauthorized books will pop up. God knows what documentary footage. Somebody will come up and say, you know, you know, uh, Dave's my dad. Who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? I mean, so much stuff gets out there with the internet anyway, the last 20 years, but think of the stuff because the clamps are so tight that never sees the light of day. Hasn't, yeah. and then you have somebody like Alan Barry doing this incredible stuff, pulling this stuff out of from God knows where, right? What else? 
is well, so much is out there. So much is out there. And I'm the little I'm trying to do is working Van Halen into all my interviews as much as inappropriately possible. And today I asked Rick Allen from Def Leppard and uh, about <laughs> a, a quick Van Halen thing, because they gave me the the pre note of no Def Leppard questions. And I said, well, that's unacceptable. Why would you interview Rick <laughs> Allen? What was this for? Does he have a hot sauce too coming out or what? Uh, his wife's new single, which is cool, and the tour dates okay. and their charity and that. And I, yeah. I said, no, I'm not. I'm I'm going to ask about Def Leppard. And they said, well, what are you going to ask? And I said this. And they went, okay, yeah, 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 that's fine. So I asked him about the photo with Wolfgang that recently came up of Wolfgang with Def Leppard or four-fifths of Def Leppard. He told a nice little story about that. So there's that. there's that kind of stuff. And uh, I was interviewing Craig Wedren. He was the singer of Shudder to Think, and he's a major A-list composer these days. He does the music to, Le uh, to Yellow Jackets on Showtime with Anna Warrinker, daughter of Lenny Warrinker, who oh, wow. may not have uh, had a hand in signing that little Van Halen band. <laughs> but... Craig Wedren told me he listens to every episode of the Roth show. Love it. Yes. People are listening to this. It's just, I don't think they've other people to talk about it with. And I, I think of ourselves as like a, a Dave's anonymous kind of. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I'll say this when I get some weird looks from people, even from my uh, now to be uh, soon to be betrothed, uh, uh, lovely one. You do a podcast on what? Yeah. <laughs> <Who>? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I get made fun of. But uh, you know what? Those who know, know, to create, uh, to quote the great Diamond Dallas Page. Those who know, know. Exactly. And, and it's just so weird to me repeating myself that the best stuff related to Dave does not come from Dave. It comes from Ramses' Mojo Dojo channel. It comes from Van Halen News Desk. It comes from Alan Berry. It's not right. coming from Dave or Warner Brothers these days. And I guess we have to be more accepting of that reality, but then also happy that it's such a creative fan base. Yeah, thank goodness, thank goodness. As um as it is my mission this summer to to get uh, shine a little love the ELO the ELO cover that Ramsey put out there it should have four times the amount of spins on there that should have been on the Diamond Dave album yeah. the cover album which we should close with this if you're missing it a couple of weeks uh, what was it just a few weeks ago uh, there was a really cool feature of uh, you know of all things on ultimate class ultimate classic rock on uh, Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave, 20 years ago, David Lee Ross' solo career flames out with the album Diamond Dave. That's the cover album, cover with the except one oddball thrown in, one original, a John yeah. Five song with Thug Pop, uh, yeah. called Thug Pop, you might remember, which I love that tune, but it didn't really fit in there. I still love the Diamond Dave record. There's some cool covers on there. And they bring, and there's a lot of quotes from Dave um, from him doing press around that album, which yeah. uh, back on when it came out on Magna Carta Records. And, uh, you know, so a lot of this is some, uh, you know, the usual uh, boasting and boisterous a little bit. But, you know, he's talking about his love for these songs. And and that album's got a great, you know, that song's got that album's got Brett Tuggle, Greg Bissonette. He said it was all recorded pretty much. Uh, it was all recorded at Henson Studios um, and, you know, pretty much all. As he put it, we took the meat and potatoes of the band, add in the loop samples and turntables, all my fascinations. 
what you get is a combination of two entirely different traditions that are consequently loved from both neighborhoods. Now the question is, he wondered, does it get girls? <laughs> that is such a lie on a few levels because Ice Cream Man was not from those sessions. Well, here's the thing. He, um, well, Ice Cream was, yeah, it's interesting because um, I'm trying to look here where it was. I thought I said there was, was Ice Cream Man on that record? Ice Cream Man was on that record. It was. I believe that Their was version. 94, 95. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then you look at the people who played. I, I haven't looked in a long time. I don't think I have Diamond Dave on CD anymore. But I remember it was a different personnel lineup on every song. It wasn't yeah. like it was the same band. Yeah, I should have pulled it out. I mean, you know. There's some I think there's some cool stuff on it. the Steve uh the Steve sure. Miller covers. Um don't you know. get me wrong here. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying the way that Dave says the DLR band was made in 10 days or seven days. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Days, yet there was four different guitar players and songwriters on it. Uh no, they you did not record it that way. Because when I interviewed him in that era, because I got him on, on the Diamond Dave cycle in 02. No, no, I'm sorry, in 03, he was talking about how he used players from like a guitar school and they were using all the latest technology and Pro Tools and all that kind of stuff. And Ray Luzier came into the band at that time and he wasn't from that music school. So what are you talking about? Right, right. And um, they mention here the, the song Thug Pop and this sentence really jumps out at me because this is exactly what I feel. It says it's ultimately nothing more than a tantalizing preview of how Roth could have built on positive momentum generated by the DLR band era, which was a genuine and unexpected return to form. And indeed it was on both counts. Yes, uh, agreed. I think that he could have followed up with another album in a year or two after that or a live record or something to that effect. Because you got to remember, the Diamond Dave album came the summer or so or within a year, I should say, of the Sam and Dave tour. Right, so it came out. Uh, well, no, I think it. Sam and Dave was two thousand two, and the Diamond came out. Diamond Dave came out July eighth, two thousand three, so twenty exactly. years ago. Yeah, yeah, it came out after. I thought you meant before. Yeah, exactly. So I think when I saw him live, the album wasn't out yet, but Shoebop was out as a single, and he was doing. When you saw Dave on that O three tour, it was pretty much. Van Halen hits, solo hits, including Yankee Rose and Going Crazy, just like Paradise and Shoebop. Yeah, that's they, the thing. He said he said he only put one song from the album into his subsequent concert set, Shoebop. Yeah. And was, any awareness of the Diamond Dave album quickly evaporated. It only hit number uh only hit number one seventy two on the Billboard top one top two hundred. He he really did do interviews with everybody, including 19-year-old me or 20-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> he really did do every interview. It wasn't a shortage of press. Uh, no Holds Barbecue was in within a, a year of that. But he didn't – if I remember correctly, there wasn't a music video. So that didn't happen. There was the VH1 special with Sammy, but he said that, that there was going to be a July 4th special – or, and or there was going to be a reality show with Sammy and neither of those panned out. So I can't think that the album itself killed it. I think the lack of visuals for such a visual artist is what killed it. 
Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned all the press because in this ultimate classic rock album, there's links to some of it. So he did it. He did a one the Stockton Record, the Las Vegas, uh, what was it, Las Vegas Sun, the Atlantic City Press. So yeah, yeah. it was he he probably did a good couple of days. Was that Mitch Snyder time? That was Mitch Schneider. Mitch was 91 to 2003, if I remember correctly. And also the DLR band album, Slam Dunk went to radio. Supposedly he turned it down being on the soundtrack of Armageddon, but no music video for DLR band. Now, yes, there was the No Holds Barbecue video in the early 2000s, but he didn't do music videos. So in that day and age when MTV still mattered and VH1 still mattered and much music and all that, what what were you doing there? Of course, the album died really quickly. Right, right. Yeah, if in that era, you know, there's no way of proving it, but Dave could have been on 120 minutes on MTV <laughs> because they were they would have on former MTV icons who had now gone a little alternative, they do the 120 minutes with Matt Pinfield interview. So somebody like Perry Farrell, who couldn't sell millions of records anymore, whatever his new project was, he had carte blanche to go on that. Same with the Henry Rollins. And Dave is cut from the same cloth as a Rollins or a Perry, where they both need the musician or the guitar player accomplice to make it not a bad spoken word poet thing. (laughs) <laughs> they 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 need uh, Jim Morrison needs his musical counterpart to keep that going there. So Dave could have done all that stuff. He could have had a behind the music if he played the game a little more. So that's why I take issue with the fact that Diamond Dave killed his soul career. No, the lack of music videos killed his career. Yeah, and and output too. I mean, it was just it got very big, you know when you want to be an EMT and do all these other things. Um, you know, I'm, I will always, I will always wave the flag for, for all my favorite acts and bands. I want to hear, I want to hear what I haven't heard before, whether that's new stuff, whether it's in yeah. the, and again, I prefer new stuff. I always like to see how my favorite artists are evolving and doing different things. And, and I wave this all the time. I say it all the time. There's some amazingly good rocks from quote-unquote veteran acts have been coming out if you haven't heard the new extreme album you're fucking seriously missing something that thing is incredible one of their best very best i mean the Def leopard record that came out last year as good as anything they've done in the last 20 years just don't um, ask them about it <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> just but, you're not allowed to ask Def leopard about Def leopard right i mean when my when all my favorite quote-unquote veteran acts put out new music whether it's Stone Temple Pilots, whether it's Night Ranger, whether it's, I mean, so many of these bands don't, but when they do, I, su- I support, not not because I want to support so much as I want to hear what they're doing. I've played yeah. the hits a million times. Yeah, Alice in Chains, their new records are still great. Your hey, favorite I, band, Cheap Trick, the records I, are still great. Here's here's another a good comparison. We talk about, we talk, mention him uh, every now and then. Uh, no, not Sammy. Alice Cooper, another record coming out. Yeah. Let's continue to have a solid career. And, you know, he's not touring in support of a record. He tours because he can tour with or without a record. And the album is as much of a souvenir as anything else now. You know what I mean? He's doing it because he's got he's got a creative Jones to do it. Dave's obviously still creative. Yes. In what form or format that takes, that changes day to day, week to week. It could be a graphic novel. Could be a freaking painting. <laughs> so we, we go back to those paintings and you go... 
okay, some of those were very interesting. The paintings and the, the drawings and the comics and the newspaper cartoons, they were interesting, but there's no collection of it. There's no book of it. There's no playlist to easily scroll through from the whole thing. So he, the creativity and the inspiration is there. It's just the distri distribution, doesn't matter whether it's music, video, visuals, it's just, it's the same disorganization, no matter the project. And also, you know, going back to that Home Depot corporate gig, he obviously knew people were going to hear about it because yeah. it's in a no phones kind of thing, like at a Danzig concert or a Dave Chappelle comedy show. Right. You have to lock up your phones. Nothing like this. So he knew people were going to hear about it. So wouldn't you think he'd then piggyback on that and go new single the next day because people are Googling me? Nope. So it's like, do you want to be famous or do you not want to be famous? Make up your mind here. What's it saying? Famous for being famous? <laughs> well, he clearly did not retire and has no plans to retire. And that was just rhetoric about throwing in the shoes. Clearly, because since then he's done some private gigs that we know about and he's doing these dance videos of things he's recorded and the paintings and the charity auction he's not doing interviews he's not doing full-length shows but he is taking guitar lessons he's keeping his chops up so he clearly wants to be famous and relevant but um we're in the same place that we were actually you know what i don't think he does care about fame and relevancy it's totally about what floats his boat creatively if that's some some weird martial arts niche that's what it is i mean this is just the mo man it's it's you know this it's the fuel for all the fodder okay normally i'd agree but if he didn't want the adulation then why is he tagging and hashtagging all these other artists in the posts to get it seen by more people. Uh, it's, yeah, it could be. I mean, he knows what a hashtag is, I guess. Not that the hashtag, I mean, <laughs> that's part yeah, of so what why you do. Hashtag Missy Elliott on a Jamiroquai song. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that one? Hey, post this up and ta tag these folks. The tag, email. Tag the following people who I'd like to meet. Um, Missy Elliott. <laughs> so uh, kudos to him for keeping up on new music. And if you meet Dave, you go, what are you listening to? He's not going to go, oh, the new Dokken is good. And I like the extreme record. No, he's going to name a bunch of R&B, EDM, dance, country, uh, 1920s vaudeville. <laughs> he's going to name everything but hard rock at that point. Well, yeah, and his musical tastes have always been so varied. Always. But uh, I, I still think that he wants that fame. If he didn't want the fame, he'd always have the baseball cap and sunglasses combo on. And he doesn't always have that on. Mm. And yeah. I, I still think we're going to find out if we speak to the right person in Pasadena that every Tuesday he's at the potluck at the Elks Lodge and every Thursday he's at the Little League game of this. I really don't think he's a full-on shut-in. I'd be heartbroken to find out if he was a total shut-in. I've heard he is, and then I've heard, like, no, Dave does whatever he wants at any given time. Listen, at any given time, we don't even know if he's in the United States, right? He is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not taking guitar lessons over Zoom, I'll put it to you that way. 
Right. I mean, but I'm saying is he, you know, he could be in Japan again, could be somewhere else. He's not hugging squirrel statues in Japan. Did I read or hear or see somewhere for a while? He, uh, well, he certainly talked about one of the one of the video cartoons, but he's in, he, he digs biking. He's on his bike a lot, isn't he? Yes, he rides his bike everywhere. There was when he was doing his press blitz right before COVID, Scott Lips and Mark Marin and all that. He would talk about how he just cycles everywhere. And I guess years before that, how he roller skates everywhere. Right. <laughs> he's always on the move. But then he's talking about how he doesn't have a phone. And somebody I was asking about, Dave, I was asking, like, is he OK? You know, I was just asking that kind of stuff at them. And they're like. He's Dave. You know, he'd he'd call me on the phone and dot, dot, dot. So he does have a phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Remember that? He doesn't have a phone. Yeah, he doesn't have he a just phone. goes up to the gardener and they make the call for him. No, that's no, that's not true. He I, I, I'm sure he is. Uh, he's very um, I'm sure he he's very tech. He's he's tech. He's as tech savvy as he needs to be. Well, remember, he lives in the inner city. This is true. <laughs> Which then doesn't that make uh, you think that those things were old audio passages too? If he's talking about living in the inner city, yet we know that he left New York after the K Rock radio show. Right. Another piece of the puzzle there. <laughs> yeah. So is it one of those things like a Donald Trump where he says every possible scenario to cover any possible ground so you couldn't put him on the stand? For perjury, it, just like I don't know, I lie all the time. It's okay. Is it one of those? Or <laughs> many, many years, many, many years ago, I had a sales rep tell me. Um, he said, "You never say absolutely yes or never say absolutely no because this way they can't pin you to something you committed to." What do you mean? Oh, well, if they ask if you can give them that discount, just say, "Yeah, I think we can. Look into it. I'll look into it. Let me check in on that." <laughs> I'll check in to that isn't a yes, but it sounds like a exactly. yes. Exactly. You, you, you can at least say, I did not absolutely say the word yes. <laughs> so I, I guess to, to positively recap what we, we've learned today, there is content coming from fans. There is content coming Great from- Great content coming from fans. Let's see, how it, let's see it get out there and stay out there, right? Uh, Dave is doing something. We we don't we don't know what we don't know when, how, why, or where, but he's doing something, and he doesn't appear to be retiring or want to retire. So that's that's at least a positive. Van Halen is continuing to get used in TV, film, and video games, and not tell us about it, uh, which then makes us. Think what other opportunities have they turned down, such as that the Bill and Ted three story that I kind of unveiled that Van Halen News Desk covered. That makes you think, like, what did they turn down over the years that we still don't know about? Oh, geez, that's a I'm sure it's a very long list, right? Yeah. So hurry up and wait. Status quo. And I don't know if you get a good tip, tell us and we get a good tip. We'll tell you. Sounds good. <laughs> Steve, thank you for being you. Thank you for, for uh, being the good angel on everybody's shoulders. Ah, yeah, right. My pleasure. Hey, if nothing else, like <laughs> I, I still have a great time doing this. It's just it's, these are things I wouldn't say they always keep me up at night. But <laughs> I mean, 
if you saw deep, it's, you know, when I'm stopped at a light every now and then, I hear a Van Halen song, I put in a Van Halen record, it's just like, well, why was this? Or why couldn't it be this? Or what happened here? Or conversely, put in a David Lee Roth album, which I listen to his solo stuff regularly, of course, which got us here in the first place. No big ting. <laughs> Except for that. Thanks, Thanks folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening this far into the show, and thank you for your support. Right on.